averaging the fewest air yards per attempt. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yards per attempt. Everybody, welcome in another fresh edition yards per attempt. I am Eddie Borsilli. Today is November 29th, 2020. I don't even know where to begin. Today was a complete and utter disaster on every front. As much praise as this team got from myself, from the media, from the fans last week for playing probably their best game in a long time in a loss to Kansas City. They deserve equally amount of flack. I I don't even know the word to use for this performance against the Atlanta Falcons. They went out there and laid. It's even worse than laying an egg, to be honest. It, It was absolutely pathetic. Same deal as we had last year, six and four. We go to MetLife Stadium and get our butts kicked, 6-4, and and get our butts kicked by the New York Jets. It had the same taste. It had the same look. It had the same feel. I just don't understand what happens to this football team. And let's begin with the quarterback. As you all know, if you listen to this podcast, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm a big proponent of Derek Carr. I'm a Derek Carr fan. I think he's a a very good NFL quarterback. I think the Raiders could win with Derek Carr. Today versus the Atlanta Falcons was his worst game in the NFL by far. By far. He was god-awful. If the Raiders are going to go anywhere in 2020, if they're going to make any noise in the AFC playoff picture or make any noise going into the playoffs, they need Derek Carr to be good. They don't need them to be exceptional every single week. They've proved that with the win over to the Chargers, with the win over Denver. They proved they don't need Derek Carr throwing for 300 yards and five touchdowns every game. But they can't have the Derek Carr that we saw today. The Derek Carr that we saw today was the Derek Carr that we saw in 2018 and 2019. The Derek Carr that is skittish in the pocket, that doesn't look comfortable. And the game plan today, I just don't understand that. Now, look, the biggest factors today in the loss to the Falcons, the offensive line, who I've praised on this podcast before because they've been tremendous this season, the offensive line was terrible. The Falcons, give the Falcons a lot of credit. The Falcons were flying around on defense. Deion Jones was making plays. Keanu Neal was making plays. The Raider O-line got dominated by the Atlanta Falcons, by Grady Jarrett and company. Dominated. Brandon Parker turned back into a pumpkin a little bit. Gave up that bad sack. But if you're the quarterback, if you're Derek Carr, take the pick six out of the equation. It was a rush throw. It was a bad throw. Bad decision by Derek. He has to hold on to the football. If you want one criticism of Derek Carr in his career, especially this year, every time he gets hit, the ball is coming out. He's got to be able to secure the football. These are drives. 
that are deep into Falcons territory. There are drives that the Raiders have some type of momentum trying to get out of the mud. And every time he gets hit, he puts the football on the ground. It cannot happen. It can't. The defense is not good enough to compensate. And defense, look, they played great today early in this game. They played well enough to win. Late in the game, it got away from them fine. Penalties are stupid. We'll get into that in a little bit. But early in the game, the defense was getting off the field. You got the pick by Abram. You had sacks. You had, you had them flying around, making plays. The Falcons didn't have Julio Jones. They scored 40-plus points. It's absurd. This game makes no sense whatsoever. None. And to me, it falls on two people. It falls on the quarterback, and it falls on the play caller. Because the game plan today, to me, looks so super conservative. I saw the same type of passes, and I'm not trying to sit here and say doom is coming. It's the same as 2019. The wheels are falling off. It's one game. It's one loss. But it was a really, really bad loss, and the offense regressed big time. Carr was, again, skittish in the pocket, happy feet. He was throwing the ball to his first look every single time. What has Carr been so good at this year? So good at climbing the pocket. So good at making some, something of nothing with his feet. Finding his third, fourth, fifth targets. He did none of that today. The ball was coming out so quick to those stupid under routes to Hunter Renfro, to Darren Waller. Nelson Aguilar, when it's third and 12, gets a five-yard pass trying to break a couple tackles. Those things don't work. They didn't work in years past with the Raiders, and they didn't work today. This is a bad Falcons secondary. 31st in the NFL. If it wasn't for the Seahawks and how bad the Seahawks have been against the pass, the Falcons would be the worst team in the league. And I know that has a lot to do with their struggles early in the year. Dan Quinn's been fired. Yes, they've played better under Raheem Morris. Give them credit where credit is due. But this game plan was so conservative. They couldn't get anything going in the run game. Fine. The offensive line's getting a little, getting dominated in the trenches. You need the quarterback to elevate his game. You need the quarterback to say, okay, guys, we don't have our best today. Josh can't get going. Line's getting pushed around a little bit. I need to elevate my game a little bit. I need to make a couple plays to get this offense going. And when you take sacks and turn the football over, it's deflating to a football team. Those young players on offense look to Derek to be their guy, and they see him getting blown up, which is no fault of his own. The Parker one was really bad, and Derek got blindsided. You got to hold on to the football, and you got to be able to elevate your game. The offense didn't have it today. That's okay. This game had a lot of time in it. This game took a long time. They had plenty of chances to get going. They couldn't. It's just frustrating, man. You want to see more from Derek in these spots. He played his best game of his career last, last week versus Kansas City. His career, by far the best game of his career versus Kansas City. He played the worst game of his career against the Atlanta Falcons. Horrible on all fronts. Raiders didn't have a tough week. They didn't deal with the COVID stuff they dealt in, in, in weeks past. They've won games with Brandon Parker and Sam Young at the tackle spots. They're getting healthy for the first time. They're getting receivers back. They're getting linemen back. And the wheels completely fall off. And you know what? You want to say this is a young roster. You want to say that these guys are learning on the fly. This happens. This doesn't happen to good teams. 
Losses come. Ass whoopings like this, ass whoopings like they took to the Jets last year, don't happen this often to good teams. You don't see the Seahawks getting slapped around 43 to 6. You don't see the Packers losing 43 to 6. You don't see it happen to the Chiefs. There comes a time in the game where the veterans on this team have to say, enough's enough. This is not, the, the Falcons are, are a three win football team, whether their record is, is commensurate of, of their play or not. But you need the veterans to say, enough is enough, guys. We can't get pushed around anymore. Yeah, we could take a couple punches in the face. But if you want to be a playoff team and you want to win in the playoffs, you're going to take a couple punches. You can't go down after the first punch, like Nate Robinson. It just can't happen. And you need that from your quarterback. You need a Derek to say, enough's enough. Let's make some plays. It just didn't work today. And I could sit here and say, six and four, these are must-win games. Of course they're must-win games. Every game in the NFL is a must-win game. Every game in the AFC is a must-win game. Because you know what? The Cleveland Browns keep winning. They keep winning ugly. Maybe they're not that good. They have eight wins already. They're two up on the Raiders. The Dolphins won today. The Titans look back on track. Who knows what's going to happen with the Ravens and Steelers, but there's going to be a team. I tweeted this out today. There's going to be a team in the AFC that misses the playoffs with double-digit wins. It's going to happen. Do you want to be that team that's 10-6 and six missing the playoffs because you got blown out by the freaking Atlanta Falcons? What does John Gruden have to say for this? Yeah, he comes out and he says the right things. I apologize. We put this one behind us. Games like this happen way too often for this franchise. Way too often. They're 4-1 on the road. They've gone to the East Coast. They've played early games and dominated and won. They've done it. There's no excuse for this. The penalties were horrible. Some of them self-inflicted. Some of them were just stupid, lazy penalties like the old Raiders. But you know what? The old Raiders can compensate. You make some stupid penalties, so what? Go win the football game. This is a Falcons team without Julio Jones, without Todd Gurley, and you got dominated. Killed. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating because you, you sit here and say, this is uh, it's okay, it's, a, it's one game at a time. Yeah, it's one game at a time. Yeah, it's a loss to an NFC team, and maybe it's not the end of the world. Maybe they'll come back and they'll win the next five games. But we've seen this story way too many times. We've seen this story with this football team. We saw it last year. How does a young team respond to this? Because you know what? Colt Miller, guys like that, they've been around this team now. The only guys that, haven't, that weren't around last year are the rookies, Ruggs and those guys. So the, the, the same players that are on this team week in and week out saw what happened last year, saw the collapse, and it started with the offense. The offense started to regress later in the year. But it just doesn't, it, it doesn't add up to me. After what they showed, after the command that car, and I'm not sitting here, I'm not going to make this whole podcast about me killing Derek Carr because he's been great this season. But you can't have games like that, if, again, if you want to be a good team. He's in such command against the Kansas City Chiefs, going toe-to-toe, punch-for-punch with Patrick Mahomes. And then you come out today and you can't get a first down versus the Atlanta Falcons? You can't hit Henry Ruggs on a slant. You, you can't do any of those things. And Let's get to Ruggs here for a sec. We talked about it last week. I, and I'm not trying to flip-flop. Uh, I'm not a flip-flopper, guys. 
I'm not going to come on this podcast every week with a win and praise everybody with a loss, kill everybody. But all we saw Henry Ruggs do at Alabama was take slants and take them to the house. I have not seen a slant from Henry Ruggs in 2020. And maybe he's running those routes. Maybe he's just not getting separation midfield. I don't know. But you saw the play down the sideline today, the electrifying play. The guy can make those electrifying type plays. If the offense is stuck in a rut, the little short completion, I love Hunter Renfro. I love him. Third and right, he's the best. But the little short stuff to Hunter Renfro is not going to get it going. That's not what's going to spark the offense. A slant to Henry Ruggs that he takes to the house, that's going to do it. Those are the things that do it. A fourth and one that Josh Jacobs takes a pitch, and he looks like he has all the space in the world. He's got to get that first down. You need your young star players, Ruggs, Jacobs, to make the plays when it matters. And Jacobs does. It's a ridiculous penalty he took for lowering the helmet. That was a, a, a great catch and run. Stupid NFL penalty, lowering the head. He's a freaking running back. It's ridiculous. But you need those guys. You drafted them in the first round. You drafted them high for a reason. Get the ball in their hands. I don't need Hunter Renfro catching 12, uh, 12 receptions in a game. I don't need him with 15 targets. If he's picking up first downs, that's great. He's a complimentary piece. He's not the focal point of the offense. But I think, and everyone's going to kill Gruden and kill the game plan, it falls back on the quarterback. He didn't, for all the positive he's done in 2020, letting guys run their routes, letting plays get open, he didn't do that today. He took the first read every time because he felt the pass rush. The Atlanta Falcons pass rush. Could any of you listen to this podcast name anyone on that Falcons defensive line besides Grady Jarrett? Anybody? Dante Fowler, Grady Jarrett. Anybody else? I just don't understand the regression. Carr's been in this league long enough. You, you expect regression from some of the young players. Ruggs, Jacobs, those guys. Not from the quarterback. It can't happen. And now what do you have? You have another game in 1 o'clock East Coast versus the Jets. Versus the winless Jets. In the House of Horrors in MetLife Stadium. The Raiders haven't won there. I saw this that tonight. Since 2001. The weather should be good. Weather shouldn't be a factor. But what, what do you make of it? I can't come on this podcast. My, my friends busted my balls last year for coming on saying, this is a, you, you got to win these type of games. Of course you got to win these games. You have to win every single game. But you need more from the offense. It's just a, a disgusting game, guys. Really, really a disgusting game. I'm not going to sit here and flip-flop and say, you know, the quarterback, is he's got to go and is, is, all this kind of stuff. I'm not going to do that. It's one game. It is one game. But this was as ugly and as ridiculous as it got. And it's on everybody, from the coaches down. From the coach to the quarterback to the defense to everybody. It's on everybody. All you could do is regroup. All you could do is the, the best and the worst part about the NFL and football is that you get – one game a week. So 
you look forward to that game every week. I can't wait till Sunday. Can't wait till Sunday. Sunday comes, your team plays well, you feel good. You puff out your chest. This is the best week ever. Even last week, Raiders lose. They played really well. Came down to to the wire. All right, we got a lot to build on. The Raiders were the media darling. Then you get your ass kicked by the Atlanta Falcons, and you got to soak in that for seven days. You got to soak in the misery, and everybody's saying it was a mirage, it was a fluke. This team still has six wins. You win out, you have 11 wins. Go 4 and 1, you're a 10 win football team. I don't know if that's going to be good enough to make the playoffs in the AFC. That's why losing a game like this is ridiculous. And you can accept it if you go out there and it's a close game and it's decided late, a mistake here, a mistake there. You could live with that. You can't live with getting beat by 30 plus points by this team, a team that has already fired their head coach. It's unacceptable. You would hope that the Gruden, that the Chucky that this team hired 10 years ago would go in at halftime and blow those guys up and say, this shit is not acceptable. This can't happen. You, you would hope that he would go in there and say, wake the F up and let's go. And we were waiting and waiting and waiting for the Raider offense to wake up, and they slept the whole game. The whole game. It's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Sucks the life out of you. This team sucks the life out of you sometimes. It really does. What are they? All week, Gruden said, yeah, you're six and four, doesn't matter. Bill Par- Parcells once said, you are what your record says you are. And I tweeted out today, if that's the case, the Raiders are mediocre until they prove otherwise. They're a 500 football team until they show they can win games down the stretch and put some distance in that record. Otherwise, they're just a middle-of-the-road team. And nobody wants to watch a middle-of-the-road team. Nobody wants to play for a middle-of-the-road team. They want to play for winners. It's been long enough that this team hasn't won. It's time to put it behind you. It's time for these young players to see something different. To change. We talk about changing the culture for this team for a decade. The culture's still the same, guys. Two years in a row. Off the decent starts. In the middle of the playoff hunt. The wheels cannot fall off. The quarterback and a $100 million coach cannot let the wheels fall off this football team. Otherwise, they're going to have to answer a lot of questions in the offseason. You can't go from coach of the year, Derek Carr MVP, to we're going to miss the playoffs now. Can't happen. So they're going to have to put their team on the back. Gruden's going to have to get in that lab and come up with some stuff to fix it. Maybe this is just a fluke. I'm trying. We all think of this as like a it's like a therapy session. I'm trying to talk myself into it. Maybe this is just a fluke. But we've seen the story so many times to know or to think it's not a fluke. You want it to be the case. You want to just be like, hey, we're going to put this behind us. We're going to come out, take care of business. The Jets are winless. The Jets are terrible. Adam Gase is the worst coach in football. There's no excuse to not go into to MetLife next week and take care of business. But you know deep down it's not going to be that easy. I hope this was a little, you know, we, we got the vent. After a game like that, you got to come out and you got to vent. You got to put it all on the table. It was gross. You're going to wake up tomorrow with a horrible feeling in your mouth. Ugh. Let's try to put it behind us. Let's have a good week. Stay COVID-free. Everybody bubble up. 
stay COVID free. I was one well, on a lighter note here. I mean, with the stuff that happened to the Denver Broncos and their quarterback situation, having to start a, a, basically a receiver at quarterback. I mean, are the, Ra- are the Raiders going to put Marcus Mariota in a Holiday Inn Express and just tell him to bubble up for the last five weeks? I would. I mean, he's not he's not dressing anyway. He needs to be that emergency quarterback because knock on wood, something happens to Carr, COVID-related, or they, they, they spot him with no masks. You got to have something to go because you saw what happened to the Broncos today. It was not fair. That was a big FU by the league. And I know the league's trying to do their best, but I just picture Marcus Mariota just, you know, in a little hotel room, John Gruden kind of zooming in place. But we'll see, man. It's a crazy year 2020. It really is. Everybody enjoy your week. Hopefully we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening.